Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 84. That was an excellent trip. I tell you what, uh, you know, first, uh, first when we started doing, when I started doing this, I, you know, like everybody else, it was during COVID and it's easy to feel kind of isolated and kind of like you're, you're on your own. And I think that was part of the whole purpose of the whole pandemic, to be honest with you. And we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit more today. We're going to talk about uh, the Zika virus and in 2016, kind of the craziness that went on around that. And we're going to have Dr. Randall Bach on to talk about that in his book. Um, But before I do, this trip was awesome. And I just want to say you can support me and Mike Lindell and everything that's that's been going on is continuing to go on to get rid of the machines by going to mypillow.com or my store and using TPR, you'll get a good break. So go ahead and do that. I'd appreciate that. Um, One of the slides that I thought was the most telling and accurate slide was this one. Um, So uh, saying by Plato, one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. And I would say that that is 1,000% true. We can look around us. We can see the situation we're in. We can see the financial crisis that uh, we are in and the worst one that's coming and the housing market and everything that's going to tank relatively soon now, I believe. And in my opinion, you know, looking at uh, just the reports that I have and the people listening to the people talking about the upcoming financial crisis is very highly likely that we're headed for a depression and not just a recession. I think we're obviously already in a recession, but um, that's one of the things that I get from uh, the war room. I think they have probably the the most interesting financial take. Uh, the uh, guests that he has on there frequently, uh, his contributors, Bannon's contributors are, are all very good. And I would recommend that if you aren't watching that, that you do that. So back to this, the moment of truth um, went to Missouri. It was about a 10 hour drive time. It was worth absolutely every second driving there and back. I mentioned the whole feeling of isolation and with COVID and everything else. And one of the things that you really got out of this, and you can see it on TV as well. And don't believe the media that says that there weren't that many people there because there were um, I would say between 1,200 and 1,500 people at any given time. And the way that uh, Mike Lindell did it is he had a room next to the presentation area. He had uh, basically a buffet line that was always open. And they did uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they, they always had food so you could really eat when you wanted to. And then when you were eating, there was a big screen TV in that room. So you didn't miss anything. There was just a ton of data that was gone over and I wanted to uh, just let you know that if you haven't already done so you can go to the uh, you go to frankspeech.com go to the website there and you will see all of the presentations in order so you can actually go through and watch it just as I saw it and there's there's several videos that, you know, really get into the, the whole meat of the matter. And there's also uh, state-specific videos. So as you can see, that I'm starting to get into those now. So um, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona goes all the way through the states. 
And my state of Wisconsin, Judge Gableman, uh, Justice Gableman, uh, former justice of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, did an excellent job and really had a lot of detail and and relied on the report that he uh, had presented after the investigation, which proved that there was quite a bit of fraud. And so I found that particularly interesting. But you can go and you can find your specific state and you can check it out for yourself. You can um, see where they're currently at, what kind of help you may be able to provide. And I tell you what, the attention that this is getting and has gotten uh, is only growing and the proof is there the all the evidence you need is there all you have to do is take the time to go through it and there's about 24 hours worth of presentations and stuff but you can pick through and you can look at uh, some of the ones that if you watch the Lindell uh, show it's at uh, six o'clock central you can he, he'll point to and has been showing some of the main ones but so I really highly recommend that you check it out now what what else happened there what also happened there was it was the pre uh, the premiere of selection code which was absolutely ec excellent um, I recommend that you watch this movie share this movie you can sign up at uh, redbloodedpatriots.com and you can watch it you can watch it free of course and you can watch it free uh, selection code uh, dot com too so check that out if you haven't seen it share it it's an important video before we get into the show today I just want to say that this documentary has really put together the um, more of the Colorado specific uh, Tina Peters story and stuff which she gets attacked constantly she got attacked again she wasn't allowed to come to the event here in Missouri because the uh, the the ridiculous law enforcement officials decided that she had to be under house arrest, which she really wasn't. But they wouldn't let her go. Uh, they threatened her, of course, you know. And I wrote a letter to the governor of Colorado and let him know in no uncertain terms that you know the people of America are watching Colorado. It's not just he, he doesn't have to worry just about the citizens of Colorado and losing the vote. He's basically ruining his career for life uh, by allowing this to go on in, in the state of Colorado. And the rest of the United States is really embarrassed. It's pathetic what these people are doing. Um, you know, and we stand fully behind Tina Peters. And I tell you what, the other thing that I honestly believe, and obviously you are free to have your opinion and everything, but what I personally believe is that somewhere between 65 and 75 percent of the country are mega and you know it's uh, getting getting attacked and the viewership of CNN and MSNBC has tanked because what I'm saying is true people don't want to hear the the BS that uh, they're they're spewing over there and you're seeing all kinds of reorganization in CNN and stuff and supposedly you know they're saying that they're gonna put together a uh, a, a channel for real journalists and all I can say is you know that'd be really refreshing to get some real journalists to take a, a neutral stance on stuff and just report facts that would be awesome and there wouldn't be as many of us out here who are you know changing their lives to go and put facts out information out to present to you uh, the people 
what's really been going on behind the scenes. And um, so hopefully it does happen. You know, we need that. We need that uh, that check, the balance, the power check. The media is supposed to be and hasn't been for a long time. So one last thing before we get into the show, I wanted to talk to you about the high treason documentary that I'm working on. And um, that is going to come in the very short, very near future, have at least the first episode out. And the first episode deals with the history of treason. So we'll go through and we'll talk about who was found guilty for treason and what they did and the result. Episode two will be the real insurrection. That's going to be about a combination of things, including you know, the Antifa BLM riots, the 2020 election, the events of January 6th. Episode three is COVID and world depopulation. Have quite a few uh, panelists there. You may have seen them on my show before. We're going to talk all things COVID. And then we're going to talk about the border invasion in episode four. And we're going to move on to education, CRT, uh, hypersexualization, and we're going to finish up with constitutional chaos or, or the, the, the actual uh, crisis that we're facing in America today as it relates to our Constitution. So that is, um, that is what's going to be happening for uh, High Treason You Decide. I do have that website you can go to is AmericaFirstProductions.com. It's America the number one, stproductions.com. You can check that out. You can uh, keep, in, keep in, uh, informed by signing up. You can go to the donation page that I had set up. There's a link right on that website. Again, it's americafirstproductions.com. You can check that out and support us. That would be awesome. And uh, like I said, that will be coming out in the very near future. So we are going to move on, and we're going to go to... Um, Dr. Randall Bach after the break, and he's going to talk about Zika with me, among other things. And if you don't recall that, this this happened about uh, 2016, and he's going to go into uh, quite a bit of information and pull some information from his book, and we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about uh, COVID and, and Zika in a broader picture of things, and... Uh, we're going to do that, so I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with that interview. Hey, Patriots. You can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR, or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. 
Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. My guest today is Dr. Randy Bach. You can check out his website at randybach.com. The doctor is uh, an author, and one of the things we're going to talk about today is his book, Overturning Zika, the Pandemic That Never Was, and kind of compared to COVID. Um, you also have another book that recently come out, came out. So if you would, doctor, just give us a little bit of your background, my viewers who uh, aren't necessarily familiar with you and really what your overall mission is um, in in going in on shows like mine and what you want to communicate. Well, my mission is to take over the world. I mean, isn't that everyone's? <laughs> uh, no, what was that no. mouse cartoon where they had the... the oh, that was, uh, um, it was Pinky and the Brain. There, there you go. Every, every episode, the idea was to take over the world. Um, <laughs> I, I have not succeeded uh, so far in taking over the world. I haven't even succeeded in taking over the Zika uh, research part of the world, um, nor, nor, I mean, in, in, in all honesty, I haven't even taken over my household. Uh, oh man, you know, I, I've you got, I've start got somewhere. My, I've got my tiny handcuff on <laughs> and, uh, I don't know how it's remote control, but it seems to, you know, have some kind of mental, uh, implant. So, uh, so no, I've not succeeded in taking over the world. I'm, I'm a general practice physician in the Boston area. I do primary care medicine. I'm working in a private clinic. Now I had my own office in Revere, uh, for 27 years, I ran my own practice. Um, the uh, last few years, I've had um, a little time on my hand between things. Uh, during COVID, in part, uh, we um, didn't have quite the business uh, we should, and I, I had you know some extra time, and I decided to write some books. <laughs> I mean, because why not, right? Right. Uh, I mean, it was either that or, or I don't know, getting more relaxation. Um, so <laughs> the funny thing about uh, this book. Um, I'll just maybe give an intro to why I, I chose to write it. Cause I, you know, disclaimer, I'm not an infectious disease expert. I'm um, not a pediatrician. I've never been to Brazil. I don't speak Portuguese. I've never seen microcephaly. I've never seen Zika. I don't plan to. Um, but, you know, I like to think of myself um, as a, a problem solver, you know, all through my career, people come in with, you know, issues and questions and whatnot. Right. And I try to parse those out and, and you know, kind of Occam's razor, uh, cut to the chase and get the uh, clearest, most succinct answer. That uh, doesn't mean I'm always right, but um, I think I'm right more often than I'm not. And when I'm not, I mean, I, mean, I, I think that I, I like to think that I know when I don't know something and I pass it on to somebody who does. So that's been my medical career. And I like puzzles and I get, you know, kind of cryptic word puzzles and chess and all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of science math um, guy and, you know, I was good at I was good at you know at school. I was good scholastically, um, but that doesn't mean anything per se. The, the, the Zika thing it was just an oddity. Uh, it came out in 2015, 2016, and it's in Brazil. Um, and there was this thing. I mean, I, I stayed awake during medical school. I had to I actually got paid to stay awake because I was the audiovisual guy, doing slides and whatnot. Uh, so I, I like to think that I remember a fair amount of it. I you know, know where the head and the, the, the foot is. I try to, you know, keep, you know, all the, all the basics. That's um, a good thing. Yeah. I, I even know what the Omohioid is. Not many people do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, and I never heard of Zika, you know, all throughout. I mean, they, they and, and they, even since then, I, and frankly, I don't think any 
contemporary physician knew about Zika till we heard about it just on the news like everyone else did in 2016. Uh-huh. And it got announced as a you know, pandemic, babies with small heads, all these compelling pictures. And it was frankly the largest medical news story of the year 2016. That was the year of Brexit, uh, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And for a long time, Zika actually outpaced Hillary Clinton in Google search terms uh, all throughout the Iowa caucuses and early primaries and so forth, because it was a big, big, big news item. We kind of forget about it now. And it's been you know, overshadowed by the COVID pandemic. But Zika, up to that point, was the world's largest uh, kind of mobilized pandemic ever. I mean, I think there were bigger pandemics. The Spanish flu was bigger, but there was no kind of world response uh, in a coordinated sense. There was no WHO. There was no Twitter, no TV, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the, the, I think the Spanish flu was far worse than COVID as well. And it was worse than mm-hmm. Zika. Uh, but it didn't have that kind of um, – it was in newspapers and things were kind of quieter back then. So, so what you're saying is Zika was really put out there, uh, a lot of fear surrounding Zika, a lot of a lot of uh, attention given to it as a well, potential yes. very serious pandemic. Yes, yes, and it was. And it was announced as a, essentially a pandemic. It was given an acronym, P-H-E-I-C, which is a, uh, uh, pen, was it, something uh, Pandemic Health Emergency of International Concern. Uh, that was the WH term. They they have a you know way with poetic uh, assortment of words. Um, well, the WHO is the World Health Organization. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also was a, a rock and roll group with uh, Pete Townsend and Roger <laughs> I Daltrey. Them. Uh, I yeah. think Keith Moon was in there too. He was the one who smashed those drums right. um, and whatnot. But anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I always I actually on one of my episodes, I, I have a, a Corona, I have a thing called Viral Conversation on Facebook, and I do a coronavirus uh, talk weekly. Uh, that means every week, not not <laughs> weekly. Um, and at one point, I, I took the the Who, uh, one of their singles, uh, "We Won't Get Fooled Again," uh-huh. and I had you know the W. It, it says Who on it, the Who. Um, so I made kind of a little coronavirus in the center of the the forty five record. Um, so we won't get fooled. I, I actually don't believe that. I think we will get fooled again. I um, think so too. So I, I don't. You know, as far as getting fooled by Zika, we didn't. We when we in the United States sort of went along with this. We wound up footing the bill. There was a Zika bill, um, literally, in Congress in um, uh, the fall of 2016. We spent a billion dollars. We've probably spent more since then, or additional amounts to that um, over time. And we created basically a Zika research industry, um, which has been puttering around, finding you know little things about the virus. So just to get to the cut to the chase here about the facts, Zika virus is a real virus. It exists. And um, nobody had heard about it because it, it had caused a total of, of zero human illnesses uh, to that point in 2015 and probably thereafter as well. It is uh, pretty much identical to dengue. There are four dengue strains and Zika is, um, is the closest virus of all the you know, thousands of, I don't know how many viruses are on earth, uh, of all of them, it's, it's most closely related to dengue and vice versa. Um, so it's basically the, probably the monkey chimpanzee form of dengue and dengue and Zika all originated, uh, both originated, all strains originated in Africa, as well as the carrier uh, mosquito, the Aedes aegypti. And mm-hmm. they wound up, uh, dengue wound up in, in the Americas a long time ago. Uh, we're not really sure when, because viruses weren't tested uh, back in the day, but it probably came along when uh, the slave trade initiated in the, uh, you know, um, sure. uh, probably, uh, you know, late 17th, early 18th centuries. So let me ask you a couple questions. So Zika 2016, it becomes a, a very popular news story. What do you point to 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 really say that um, it sounds to me like you're saying that the WHO used Zika as kind of a 
I don't know, almost a fear tactic and, and really overstated what the potential dangers really were. Is that what you're... Well, no, I, I, I'm not quite saying that. I think they, I think everybody went along. I'm not a conspiracy right. guy, but I, I do mm -hmm. think there's a, a conspiracy of interest. I think something happens and then everyone kind of follows along with it. I mean, I think, you know, if you're, if you're walking down, the example I used uh, last week was um, if you're walking down the street and you drop your ice cream cone, um, it's a bad thing for you. It's a great thing for ants you know, and flies and whatnot. They've had a really good time with it and they'll congregate okay. around your ice cream cone. They, they would love to have you drop another one. Uh, that doesn't mean they can necessarily make you do one and you're not necessarily going to do it. But the time that the ice cream cone happens, all the ants and, and flies didn't know this was going to happen. But at the time it does happen, they're going to congregate around that event and make it th make the most out of the, that event so they can profit by it personally. So sure. I don't think that, I don't think they know in advance, but they're going to do what ants and flies do. So, so basically, WHO, you're saying, basically you're saying that there's bad actors that will pick up on these events and use them for, well, I, for their own you know, nefarious reasons. I, I don't want to sound naive. I, 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 I try not to attribute bad actor motives, and I don't want to be attached mm -hmm. to a phrase like that. I, I think the WHO probably has good people, but they're functionaries and they're working in a bureaucratic sense. I think, I think what happens is that people make assumptions about what, what was science to begin with, and the, but everyone's talking about it, everyone's worried about it. They get the images and they have pressure to do something. Um, it's a little you, bit kind of, yeah, you, you may not say that, but I will. I mean, I know for a fact that there are people who take advantage of it to profit from it. Well, in, in I, one I, way or another. fair enough. I, I think, okay, so this goes to the conspiracy of interest part. Once the ice cream cone has fallen, mm -hmm. what happens? And, and I think, you know, if you want to, you know, kind of cut to the chase, you know, there's a lot of things going on with COVID um, that, uh, uh, you know, a reasonable conspiracy or a conspiracy of interest kind of guy uh, might uh, um, capture. I mean, I think the EUA, the emergency use authorization, for COVID was productive in getting a vaccine early, early, quickly to market. I mean, we've never had a vaccine come out that quickly. And I'm going to leave good or bad outside of that. It was, okay. an, it was frankly a miracle of, of engineering business and science coming together to make the COVID-19 vaccine originally. Uh, to wit, you know, there has been no Zika vaccine. Uh, and even though they, tr they didn't use the same words, Operation Warp Speed, Dr. Fauci had a billion dollars in hand uh, half of which was to go find a Zika vaccine starting 2016. And they had every opportunity to do so. And it's not that hard. There is one for dengue ultimately in 2019, but, and, and dengue is almost the same as Zika, but they haven't been able to do one. So, hmm. you know, the, the fact of the matter is that, that the EUA was, was very useful item to get a Zika vaccine out quickly, uh, but it has since been misused and it got misused probably from the get-go in keeping um, you know, reasonable attempts at medication off the market. So ivermectin, uh, HCQ, and I don't have a, a you know horse in this race. I, I can't you know claim for sure that these things work, but I can mm -hmm. say that they are reasonably benign. They were generic medications, and they had been out for decades prior, not killing people and not being called things like horse dewormer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and so the fact that they were there, uh, there was no reason not to use them. Viagra. Uh, was was a secondary usage. I mean, for, as as a you know erectile dysfunction medication, its original use was for um, uh, heart you know um, heart uh, angina you know heart heart pains and whatnot mm -hmm. chest pains. And it was a vasodilator. You know, Propecia for your hair um, 
was was you know first prostate medicine you know uh, heart you know as we take aspirin for to prevent heart attacks it was a, it's a pain medicine so so the secondary uses is you know uses for something like hcq and ivermectin that that's totally within the medical playbook and they were inexpensive available generic and widespread and for yeah. some reason we couldn't get them here and so, if you did start to prescribe them uh you were uh, vilified that that so is H a misuse that, that's a, that's a reasonable conspiracy theory so right the there. hcq the hcq is the hydrochloroquine hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine and, and I, yeah but but right. again i i think the studies are confusing about whether these either of them actually work. I think there's a higher chance that ivermectin works than HCQ, but be that as it may, there was very little downside risk. I mean, when, in the Trump era, you know, there was a bill, uh, I forget the name of it, but it had a you know, catchy little name, uh, let people try this. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Right to you try. Know, you, yeah, the right to try, thank you. Mm -hmm. So if you have terminal cancer and you wanna try, I don't know, you know, right. I don't know, 15 aspirin or something like that, I mean, you know, what's the harm? What, what's right. really going to, what you're, you're going to die from the cancer. You don't do what it. Is, you, maybe, what is you know, your, so, what is, what is your theory as to why, why that happened? Why was it, uh, why was it not used, not allowed to be used? What, what was behind what, ivermectin and so forth? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think because it, it might have undercut the emergency aspect of the EUA. So let's say ivermectin okay. was super wonderful and, and was, you know, clear cut winner. Uh, I think it would have taken away the impetus and the need for having um, a vaccine. I mean, in, this, in the case of Zika, you know, I think there, there, there wasn't ultimately a huge, huge need for a vaccine because people can stay away from mosquitoes. Not everyone is pregnant. You know, Zika microcephaly is a, is a congenital problem and you have to be pregnant first. So that kind of takes men out of the rind, um, except for these days. <laughs> and, and, um, and not every woman's pregnant and not every woman who is pregnant is in the first trimester. Not everyone in the first trimester is going to get, you know, mosquitoes. And even if they do get mosquitoes, not every mosquito has Zika. And not every mosquito so, is, the, is the right mosquito. So, so, so by it, saying it, that, by saying that, are you saying that, uh, you know, the, the the fear that the fear that was around it, whether it was purposely done or promoted, was kind of overblown because the amount for, of people that it actually affects is for Zika. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, you know, it's a different country and it was a slightly different time. And, and Brazil is not the United States. They're, they're, Brazil has its own political um, sphere sure. and it has its own interests and so forth. I think there were two separate parts of it. I think there was part one. So there's three, three legs of the Zika stool. In order for it to stand, all three legs have to be sturdy. And these three legs are that Zika which had never caused a single human illness in the history of mankind or Zika, this, you know, 65 years prior they'd seen it and never caused, there were zero Zika tests in Brazil at the time. And some researchers decided that Zika was present and causing an illness that was exactly like dengue and they had never did a test on anybody. So this was a very kind of preposterous um, uh, finding. I'm not going to get into, they, they did some primer testing. They had out of date primer from Senegal it wasn't like author authorized or anything like that. And they made a determination that some people who had these allergy symptoms or mild dengue, those were Zika. Uh, I think they did that for their own purposes in order to make a name for themselves and to focus attention at the poor Northeast of Brazil. I, I've said this, uh, but basically Brazil is kind of upside down United States in terms of the demographics and poverty and whatnot. So mm -hmm. the, the, the North is, is darker skin, poorer, there's more Indios. 
and it's a little bit more ignored. And the south of Brazil is kind of like New York City and Washington and whatnot. It's upside down. So gotcha. the northeast kind of has a chip on its shoulder. These doctors in Bahia and, and Pernambuco and Recife and whatnot were up there, and they were in hunting for a virus. They actually formed a group called Chick B for chikungunya virus, the mission named after the, the 1986 movie where these Jesuit priests uh, you know, help the Indian population, local Indians against the colonials. So they had kind of a, a social justice fervor about being on the hunt for a new virus. So that was their, their mission. Literally, their mission is in the name of their, their group. And uh, they didn't find chikungunya in adequate numbers or whatever to kind of turn the, the tables, but they, they announced Zika. And they announced it prematurely without doing any real research studies, and they leaked it to the press in April 2015. So remind people, remind people, um, what was happening here at that time and how the United States treated it? Well, we didn't treat it at all that much. I mean, this, this, this I, I'm going to take uh, two minutes of your time just mm -hmm. to kind of pro progress the Zika theory. So that, I, I'll try to do as quickly as I can. That was part one. Part two is totally separately. Uh, some women neuropediatricians in Recife in the Northeast thought that they were seeing more cases of microcephaly, the babies with small heads. It's not a diagnosis. It's, a, it's, a, it's saying something small. And so this can come from any number of, you know, dozens of causes. None of them are distinct, but they thought there were more, but they didn't have any way of telling because there was no prior registry. So that's part two. And that probably wasn't real um, either. And, and then part three is somebody from part one happened to live in part two and said, oh, this is new and that's new. The microcephaly is new. We're not seeing that before. And Zika is new. We hadn't seen that before. Therefore, this is a real leap. One caused the other. So that's the mm -hmm. third leg of the stool. And he announced that to the press in October 2015 without any real studies. The only study he did, this is the guy, uh, his name is Dr. Carlos Brito. He retroactively called up moms who had had microcephalic babies in town, so a dozen, a few dozen of them, and said, oh, by the way, at any point during pregnancy, did you have fever, rash, chills, whatever. Yeah. And, and that's, this yeah. is the tropics, Brazil. Like, I think everybody says yes to that. I think people who say yes to that in Iowa. Um, right. and, and, and so they, they said yes, and he said, oh, therefore it was Zika. He didn't test a single mother at all during this time for Zika. There were no, again, there were no Zika tests. So then he announced to the press, oh, I've determined that, that Zika, new Zika caused new microcephaly, and then people just went in a panic. And so it had its own, you know, rationale for existing. And, and then it, it, it caused this huge kind of tornado. I mean, a tornado can happen mm -hmm. out of nothing. There's just kind of like some eeriness in the air and boom, all of a sudden things start to spin. And, and that's kind of what happened. And then there were so thousands. Basically they, had, they had the scientific process backwards. They had their conclusion yes. first and sought for evidence to support their conclusion. Yeah. So that, that's what I think mm -hmm. what Dr. Carlos Brito did. And, um, and then it was off to the races and everyone involved got famous uh, they've they've got, done well for themselves, and exactly what they predicted and hoped for would happen happened. There was lots of money attention to the, to Brazil's northeast, and money poured into the research. So I'm not sure it all kind of trickled down to the populace, um, because you know when you do this kind of thing, it causes upheaval. Businesses were you know were shuttered. Uh, they had to you know mosquito spray every place. Uh, mm -hmm. The troop there were 250,000 troops out in the streets. Uh, it was, you know, a big deal down in Brazil. We didn't have quite the same thing, although we had all of a sudden, you know, these 50,000 claimed cases in the, in the United States that suddenly disappeared like a month or two later. Uh, it was kind how of did they justify with, that? I don't remember how, that. How does who justify what? How, how did they justify those cases disappearing? Or did they uh, just I don't think anybody's really looked at this closely. I don't think we had the same fervor in the United States about it. Um but you know, their money, you know, money got appropriated by, by the time in September 2016 it got appropriated, Zika microcephaly had disappeared. You know, once there was once they started developing testing in Brazil for Zika itself, 
This probably took about a year or two. And once they actually came up with a uniform standard, a standard standard for what is and is not microcephaly, because people come without come with all different size babies and just say a head is small doesn't mean anything. Like right. there are people who are shorter and there are babies who come out premature. So if you have two people who are like five feet tall and they have a baby that's, you know, six, six weeks early, that's going to be a very, very small head mm -hmm. on average. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's abnormal. It just means a small person, premature baby, everything's going to grow out normally. So that when, once a, they- Let me take a step back. You're covering sure. a lot of information. Um, the money that was allocated said- I think you said like a half a billion or a billion dollars. No, it was a billion dollars, half billion. of which went supposedly, uh, ostensibly to getting the, the, the Zika vaccine right away. Has anybody ever really tracked that to see where that money actually did go? You know, it's I, I tried doing that a little bit. Uh, it's not my you know field of expertise, but it, I wrote an article about the Zika vaccine um, in April 2022 in the Washington Examiner. Um, and you, I'll send you a link to it. But basically right now, like I think as we speak still, uh, Dr. Anna Durbin out of Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health is, uh, is having an ongoing um, Zika vaccine. Well, I mean, it's not really a Zika vaccine study, but what she's doing is she's doing what's called a human challenge trial, which is a nice word for injecting people with Zika. So she's taking people, American citizens, we don't have any Zika here at all. We don't even have that mosquito the 80s Egypti, except possibly in Puerto Rico, maybe certain parts of Southern Florida. But at any rate, we don't even have the mosquito. We don't have Zika. We don't have any cases at all. And, and nonetheless, it's not even a U.S. problem to begin with. It was a Brazil problem. And, and we had money. We had uh, we were going to commit $100, billion, $100 million or so, $200 million in 2018 to give the Brazilians a chance to do a human challenge trial because Zika disappeared. So they couldn't get a vaccine because nobody, nobody was sick with the illness. And even in Brazil. And so Brazil said, you know what? And, and so we offered, even though our own ethics panel in, in well, at Walter Reed ha had said no human challenge trials, don't inject people with Zika. It's a bad idea. It's not that, you know, we, it's avoidable because you can use insect repellent and it's not a, a severe enough problem to think about injecting people with it. And so they, they stayed away from, but I think the money was burning a hole in their pocket. And so now the money is getting filtered through Johns Hopkins to do this trial. And so they're taking women in Baltimore and I presume paying them. And, and injecting them with Zika virus um, in order to you know, find the right vaccine, which you know, I think is an embarrassment for the NIAID, uh, Dr. Fauci's branch of the mm -hmm. NIH, and that they have you know, all this time, they've not been able to come up with a Zika vaccine. So, um, so to, me that, to me, that says that they're just justifying their salary by doing this. But to you, you're, in your opinion, is there a benefit to finding such a vaccine or is it really well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I mean, there's a little bit of begging the question there. The, 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 you know, I think vaccines are useful. I, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaccine guy. I, I used to take the flu shot every year. I've given out loads of DPT and all these kind of vaccines to kids and whatnot. And MMR, I think that, the, you know, vaccinating against German measles, rubella is very useful for women, you know, young girls who will get pregnant later. Um, I think we are a little bit over vaccinated now in certain regards. Um, we, there's so many of them. Like there's a vaccine for shingles, a vaccine for HPV. You, you can make your arguments about these things, but there are a lot of vaccines out there right now. Um, I, I don't I don't take every vaccine. Like I don't take the yellow fever vaccine. I'm not going any place where there is yellow fever. Mm -hmm. uh, if Zika were, I, I think having a dengue vaccine is very useful for parts of Brazil because dengue is bone break fever and it's kind of very jarring um, illness to get. But Zika does not cause any symptoms. And Zika, I don't think actually causes this congenital microcephaly either. Because um, in, in Colombia at the same time, and in Brazil ever since, when they, again, once they had 
Zika testing, and FIRM stands for what microcephaly is, they haven't seen any cases. They had Zika supposedly in, in, in India. Now, my Zika and dengue are very hard to differentiate on a laboratory basis. But insofar as they believe they've had Zika in Malaysia, um, Indon Indonesia, uh, India, and whatnot, they have not seen an increase in microcephaly rates. And so, uh, you know, if, if there were an ongoing problem, yeah, I mean, if this was smallpox, I mean, we have a vaccine for smallpox, but let's say smallpox showed up. It's a very debilitating illness. Right. Um, you don't want to get smallpox and a vaccine is a very, very useful thing. So for severe illnesses, yes, uh, I don't think that we don't need a vaccine for the common cold um, because, you know, why bother? You know, you have right. a common cold, you're sick for a few days. So we're making one right now for Omicron, which essentially is the common cold. Omicron is not a linear descendant of ancestral COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, or even the early Greek letter alpha, beta, delta variants. Omicron um, is, is a separate thing, and it's just referring back to the, the old coronaviruses, which always constituted the second largest cause of the common cold. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe in vaccinating for that. I think people misunderstand that. I mean, that's kind of the, the way that it's been sold, is kind of the reduced, the reduced uh, threat of COVID, especially in the last year and a half, I think. Yeah, so I have an article on this. I'm hoping to get published, and I just finished it a couple of days ago, maybe last week. I call it Corona 22 or COVID 22. I haven't come up with a title or or Common Corona. You know, if you open a textbook from 2017, um, and this is literally true, it will tell you, you know, under coronavirus, coronavirus is a respiratory virus associated with the common cold. It is the second leading cause of common cold by virus type. Um, so there's adenovirus and rhinovirus and influenza virus, and RSV, uh, influenza type B. Anyway, there's a bunch of things that, but we don't care. We don't have vaccines for all of those because we, we just get it. We get rid of it. I mean, it's just, you don't need a vaccine for everything. Right. Um, and so right now it's getting back to the EUA point, the emergency use authorization. Pfizer is making a, a, a new vaccine because the ancestral one, the example I, I use, I apologize for this with analogies and whatnot, is, you know, let's say, let's, let's stipulate that Alec Baldwin is dangerous. He shot and killed somebody. Well, let's say it was accidental, but, but he, let's that. say he's the dangerous, but he actually punches photographers. He's a feisty mm -hmm. guy. And amongst all the Baldwins, let's, let's say he's the most dangerous. So you're having a, I don't know, a wedding party or something like that. And, and, and you don't want a ball, you don't want Alec Baldwin coming. Okay. For whatever reason. So, so you tell your guards, you give basically your guards an immune, you know, you give them the antigen, you give them a picture of Alec Baldwin. And they, they get an immune response. They, they look at him. They get it memorized. No Alec Baldwin. And, and so, you know, let's say Stephen Baldwin shows up. And there's going to be some confusion because he's kind of Alec Baldwin-like, mm -hmm. but he's not Alec Baldwin. So some of the guards might let him in. Some of them won't. So, so when you get the first – so the ancestral, you know, COVID-19 is Alec Baldwin. So everyone at a certain point, they either had natural immunity, they know Alec Baldwin to begin with, or they've given the photograph, which is like a vaccine. They don't let Alec Baldwin in. But then the variant strains come in. There's Steven, there's Billy. I don't know how many other Baldwins, brothers. And those are like the analogy, alpha, though. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, those are like alpha, beta, delta variants. And they're coming along. And, and so you either let them in or don't let them, but it doesn't really matter because they're not as dangerous as Alec Baldwin. Right. And then, then you know, a year later, two years later, Haley Baldwin shows up. And I think she's literally Alec Baldwin's niece, but she's very un-Alec Baldwin-like. Mm -hmm. She's milder. She's better looking. She's young. She's not dangerous. She hasn't shot anybody. She hangs out with Justin Bieber. I, I, I don't know. So, so when the guards have their Alec Baldwin photo and they see Haley Baldwin, I mean, there's a little fan. I don't know. Maybe a little resemblance, but they're not, they don't, it's, it's just a non sequitur. They, they have right. no, 
It has nothing to do with it. That's what Omicron is. Omicron is the Haley Baldwin of, of basically COVID-19. It's not dangerous. It is partially related, but probably not. It is not, it's actually less related than Haley is to Alec. Because the, you know, coronaviruses have been around forever, as long as humans have been around. And right. they, some of them probably initially came in from the wild, like COVID-19. But once they do, they kind of st start tapering over time to the milder versions. But this one's probably just unrelated. So let me let me let me go to your book here because we're, we're running we're running down on time. So, um, what is the scope of your book? Where what uh, can readers and you sell it for nine ninety nine, right? It's on Amazon. So it's yeah. Amazon.com, and the name of the book is Overturning Zika. That's Z I K A, yeah. and my what's, name is is B O C K. What's the scope of the book? What what well, would a reader um, expect to find? Um, well, I have an article in the American Journal of Medicine as well called Investigating the Zika Microcephaly Crash. So that's a 1,500-word article. If you want to read that, that's kind of to the point. Um, but if you actually could just go to Amazon and, and read the intro, that's useful. I, I, what I try to get across in this book is that this is this is the pandemic that never was. Uh, I think it's useful to, to take these things out of remove. I, I was able to kind of write this book three or four years after Zika happened, and I could see the totality of all the events and I like to point out how people act and operate. And a lot of times they act in a group herd way. There's, there, there's herd immunity and there's herd insanity. You know, we, we, we act a lot of times tribally. And I don't think that necessarily always leads to the correct, I mean, maybe over time it does, but I don't think initially it leads to the correct answer. And not everything you hear is correct. Um, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy guy per se. I don't, I don't think there is huge deep motivations about the Zika virus. I think there's a bunch of compounding mistakes that happen, kind of like you're dropping your ice cream cone. But once it does happen, there are certain people who profit from the dropping of ice cream cones and certain people who don't. Mm -hmm. And in, in the case of Zika, it became a political football in Brazil. I think part of the reason it's, it hung around as long as it did is because of Brazil has no abortions. And, and so they have an, you know, complete anti-abortion um, uh, statutes. And, and a lot of the left, is very, they have a very strong left in, in Brazil. Um, they saw this as an opportunity, literally, to you know, make quick injunctions, to you know, get a foot in the door and pry open the uh, abortion statutes. And, and then they had something to go to the, their Supreme Court and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so there, were, there was you know, loosening. This happened all through Latin America to varying extents. There's also... Uh, there was a again, you know, kind of the conspiracy of interest. There were a lot of, you know, health ministers who took this opportunity to tell people to stop having children forever, um, in, until there's a Zika vaccine, mind you. So there were some things that that are redland um, and that kind of call forth some of the things that happened later with our COVID um, uh, pandemic. So I, I think the book is an interesting kind of like um, uh, Twilight Zone version, kind of a little bit, you know, similar, a little bit distorted. Uh, you know, strange mirror, dark mirror, whatever it's called, uh, version of COVID-19. But I think some of the same actors are there. There's certainly Dr. Fauci is there and some of the same players, uh, WHO and CDC. And I don't think they always have your best interest at heart. And I think the fact that they have not been able to come out with a reformulation, a retraction, an apology, or any kind of reconstruction of what happened, why Zika microcephaly has disappeared ever since, uh, speaks to some of the problems in the industry. Um, I, you know, if Ford... Um, comes out with a car that, you know, has a bad break or something like that. I mean, you know, somebody is going to have a problem with it. And then mm -hmm. the whole, the whole fleet gets recalled. They take, right, they like say, the, we're really sorry. The 73 Pinto and the, uh, yeah, well, actually the Pinto tank. was pro th that was one of those cars. Oh, the Audi, I think was an exaggeration. The Audi sudden mm -hmm. acceleration. I think the Pinto was real. 
but the Audi one with a sudden acceleration, I, 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 that turns out to have been probably not true. Um, anyway, they have to take these things case by case. And, and, and I think there are real pandemics. I think Ebola is real. Um, uh, I don't want to get Ebola, just, you know, prove anybody wrong or whatever like that. I think it's a real dangerous problem. But mm-hmm. the way it gets kind of brewed as it's going to take over the world, I think there are, there are ways in which there are bureaucrats who, I mean, they used to say that uh, politics is Hollywood for ugly people. I don't know if you ever heard that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I think there's, a, there's kind of bureaucrat um, lockdown. I mean, it, I think they, they're doing their kind of gray tasks a lot of the times. And finally, they're in the spotlight and they get to shine and they get to, you know, like pinking the brain, they get to take over the world temporarily with their controlling things. And you have to listen to them. And, right. and I think that's a powerful thing. I think people like, like attention, they like power. And I think money accrues to power and so forth. And um, there you have it. So people can find you on randybach.com. And they can check out your story. They can check out your history. They can check out your books. Now, you you have a more recent public uh, published book as well. Do you want to talk briefly about that one? Well, uh, I, I have a few things coming out. So I have uh, a cancer book. Um, basically, it's kind of it's kind of like a cancer one hundred and one. Um, and that that book is almost ready. I have a Portuguese and and Spanish version of the Zika book, and I have a Zika comic book coming out. So I've been uh, hard at work, and I, I've got a, a another book in the galley. So I've got two more in the galleys. One is uh, related to my previous work, uh, helping to uh, detoxify narcotic addiction, and that's called Withdraw to Freedom. Um, and and I'm, I'm writing a kind of memoir about my medical um, past and whatnot. Um, so the only current book purchasable right now is the Overturn okay. of Zika. So I recommend that people buy five or 10 each <laughs> of that one. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah. And I spent some time on your site and you have, you have um, a really good, you did a really good job of explaining kind of the projects that you're, you're working on the cancer one. I found particularly interesting. Um, so oh, I you. again, recommend people go to randybach.com. That's Bach B-O-C-K. And I'll yeah. put the link in the description below. And if you want to send me links to the articles that you mentioned, I'd be happy to put those in the description as well. Perfect. Uh, Thank you so much for your time and sharing, you know, your views on this and and talking about your book. Uh, It's been a real pleasure to talk with you, sir. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. Keep up the good work and thank you for uh, hosting me. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. The doctor was an excellent interview. He had a lot to say. He packed a lot of information in as, as you uh, saw yourselves. Now, the website, again, is randybach.com. If you get to this page, you are, uh, you are at the right page. Now, he has a lot of information there, and you can keep up with him and his publications and everything that he's working on. Again, this is uh, randybach.com. You can see the spelling of his name there in the upper left-hand corner. So check that out. I love the uh, the Alec Baldwin um, comparison. I think that was awesome. Um, I'd like your opinion. I'd like uh, what you what you think about um, whether or not Zika was a dry run in any way. And to in my opinion, I could see that I could say that I believe it was in the sense that um, they wanted to see the world. The WHO wanted to see exactly what the reaction of people would be and how far they could actually push the narrative to gin up fear. Uh, the other thing I noted uh, that is of note is that once again, we see Dr. Fauci in the midst of the financial side of things, 
So I think that um, you know he's retiring. He announced that this week. Um, he's retiring, but I think that he is going to find himself in the hot seat, and he will be uh, on trial for crimes against humanity. I think it'll be a Nuremberg type of trial. And I think that the monetary side of things is going to come out to even a greater extent, more so than his patents and his share. Uh, but here we have a billion dollars, basically, which has disappeared. I don't know that anybody has uh, really addressed that for Zika. If you know that that was addressed and have a source for me, please uh, send that to me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. That's my email redbloodedpatriots with an s at protonmail.com i'm over on uh, frank social and enjoying it and more and more features are coming out i did speak with the gal who actually heads all of that up at the conference in missouri and i'm here to tell you that that app is only getting better so if you haven't climbed on there yet do that go to the app store download franksocial.com and follow me it would be awesome i have um Really wonderful people follow me in my posts. I, I posted a uh, a thing about um, maybe looking into the future 2024 and seeing, you know, uh, uh, who would be the presidential candidates. And I put on Trump, of course. And in my opinion, DeSantis would make the perfect VP. A lot of people, of course, said, "Oh no, we don't want to take away from taken away from Florida. Florida has ways to go yet." Um, but, uh, you know, I see 12 years solid, solidly locked, if that were the ticket. Uh, so you tell me which which you think is more important. You can, again, go to Frank Social and you can download that app and find me on there. Be part of the uh, community that follows a Patriot Review. I do answer. I do like things that I see. I, I follow back. At least I try to as much as I can. So check that out. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. You can also learn more by watching episode 62 of the Patriot Review. Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless.
Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. Welcome back. Just some final closing thoughts. Um, go to AmericaFirstProductions.com. That's where you'll find information on the upcoming docuseries that I've been working on for a while. Docuseries is called High Treason. Again, that's AmericaFirstProductions.com. Also, be sure to go to my pillow and help me out there. You can get a discount of up to 66% using the code TPR, and you help Mike out as well as Mike's employees at my pillow you help me out by doing that so if you could do that that would be awesome once again just a reminder uh, go to frankspeech.com check out the moment of truth there's a there's a box on the home page that looks like this so you can check that out and again there's some great videos in there to prove the election was stolen and to prove the need to get rid of the machines so check that out Last thing, um, I am just, like I said, working on a documentary. There is a lot of stuff happening uh, here at the Patriot Review. There's some, some good things happening, and it's because of viewers like you, people who follow uh, what I do, and appreciate you so very much. I want to say thank you to you. And you'll be hearing about some things that are going to change and, and uh, will be growing, and things are going well. So, that's going to continue. Um, one ask that I have is if you would, you know, please um, support me being put into a live slot. I'd love to do a live Sunday night show. I think that'd be great right on Frank's Beach and Lindell TV. So if you could send an email or comment or something, that would be awesome and appreciate it very much. And uh, we will see you next week at 4 o'clock Central here on Sunday. <laughs>